Keenan. And I'm Derek. And it's it's been another week of... It's a very uh, sing-songy way to say your name today. Uh, I'm kind of saying it out. I'm Keenan. No. <laughs> yeah. The She-Hulk finale was today, and I liked it. I'm going to talk about it later. Did you? Because uh, my coworker also watched it, and he didn't tell me any spoilers. All he said was, I loved the whole show, but the end was so disappointing. It's... It's going to be divisive, I know that, and uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about that in full later. Awesome. Full, full spoilers for She-Hulk later. Awesome. Well, you have your warning now. Yeah. Full spoilers in now I can 20 forget and you or can't 25 minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, <coughs> yeah, how's your week been? Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, had, the ki- had the kiddo, you know, just been hanging out, um, the ad working and... Nothing too exciting, but it's really nice to spend extra time with a kid. I love that. It always makes me happy. And because I've been having him and I've just been kind of had not more time off work, but in my free time we've been going over and hanging out with my parents more and having dinner and stuff. Hell yeah. So it's been nice. It's been just more family time and stuff. That's great. Yeah, it's been a good good week. Hell yeah. How about you? Uh, It's been real weird. Uh... Not like the weird things happen. I just like have been in a really weird mental state. It's kind of out of it. Just floating on through. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. But yeah. we had a we had another baby appointment. And I got to hear my baby's heartbeat again, and that that, light, that lightened me up a little bit. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Uh, I'm gonna find out the gender hopefully on Halloween. Yeah. So that's fun. That's awesome. That's that's good time. Yeah. That's good timing. Which is also when I found out my son's gender. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, they're both they were both March babies. <laughs> this one's gonna be a March baby, and that one was. So yeah. Timing works out. Yeah. It's funny the way that works. Yeah. What if they end up having the same birthday? Uh, it would be unlikely, but, uh, like, comes any earlier than the due date, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, would that be, like, weird, though? Like, I, I think, I think Tevin would get jealous. I think he would get really, really jealous. I think he might. I, I think he's really excited to be a big brother, but uh, if it happened on his birthday, I think there would be a different, it would be a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe not so much when he's young like this, but maybe more as he gets older. Yeah, especially like, as he gets older. But Because for everyone, I feel like, you know, it's your birthday, it's your day. You don't want to have to share that day with anyone else. I don't no. I don't think anyone does on their birthday. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't care, and uh, some people are genuinely like, I would love to share this day because that's my favorite thing to do. Well, but, like, I mean... Not in the sense of hanging out with people, but in the sense of it also being, like, especially, like, a close, like, sibling or something like that, it being their birthday, so you have to share that birthday limelight with someone. Yeah, no, I absolutely, I feel that, I'm just saying, there there are exceptions, so I don't know, it's just, hopefully we can just teach him to be gracious. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I was just like, that's never been a thought that crossed my mind. Like, what if I had two kids and they, like, even years apart, just happened to be born on the same day of the year? So, yeah. like, they share a birthday. Like, I already narrowed it down the same month. I have, like, no less than eight birthdays in my immediate <laughs> family, like, in my, in my close family that all have birthdays in March. Wow. That's crazy. I. Maybe it's maybe it's the bloodline. My family is like spread out across the year, which is really fortunate. Like, yeah, my mom's is like more towards Christmas. My brother's is like in the early spring in April. Mine's like at the end of summer in August. Like, it's all very like across the board. My son's, I guess, my son and my mom have the probably the closest birthdays. Yeah. And my son's mom and my brother, they're in the same month, I guess. But Yeah. But yeah, for like yeah, like my family it's pretty spread ac- across the year, which is convenient for me. Yeah. I don't it's not like second Christmas, you know. What I mean? like, yeah, you know? no, I like so my birthday's in January and it's always been like a kind of a like, oh, you you kind of got your big stuff on Christmas. Yeah, people are fucking tapped out after Christmas. Mm-hmm. I I get it now, but at the time it was just like, oh, so, like, I just feel <laughs> I feel like an extra step on that, you know? Yeah, I, I can't yeah. imagine how people with like Christmas birthdays feel. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. That would suck so. Rest much. in peace, Dean Martin. Or like, what about the people that have birthdays on leap year, like on the day of leap year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's just kind of something. You get one birthday every four years. <laughs> one real one, yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, you, technically, you could just like math it out, and it would be like a day later every year, and then like swoop on back. Yeah. Yeah. It's still though. <laughs> that's so like that would suck, kinda. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, because I mean, by. Dude, does the law make them, like, do they age year by year, I assume. Either that or someone that's 16 is still counted as being four. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, they obviously age. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, obviously they're people. I mean, by the law, like, like Just are you, a, is a 16-year-old that was born on leap year still able to get a driver's license because technically only four of their birthdays have passed? No. They're not allowed to go get a driver's license? No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yes, they obviously can. No, what you're saying is ridiculous. Yeah. I was just saying no to the concept. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I got a tiny bit of news before your story. It's just... It's, I have a tiny story, so... Yeah. We, well, can, we can news it up. I got, I, got a, I got a lot of media stuff I'm going to talk about for my review segment. Cause okay. Because that's, that's all I did in a depressive state, was sit and watch just lengths and lengths of Marvel shows. Content. Yeah. Just soaking up the content. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to talk about for that. Spoilers for our own episode. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for ten minutes from now. <laughs> You got spoiler warnings earlier, now you're getting spoilers for the episode you're listening to. <laughs> What's even happening today? Oh, oh we're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> She-Hulk style. Uh, oh, yeah. that's uh, This is the one thing I want to talk about was Metaverse. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw. So, Metaverse, this it, the art, the headline was slightly misleading. It reported 30 active users. Now, it technically reported 32 active users of their ecosystem or their economy. That's, you know, Electrum in their bank. Okay. In, uh, in so their, only 32 people are using their banking system. Or, well, right. Well, they are invested in their ecosystem. So okay. only 32 people have any money in, like, the economy of this metaverse. So there's more than that that many people there in general. Yeah, okay. So it's still, okay, it's a $1.2 billion investment. I saw one place, some places 1.3, so it might round up. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, at least $1.2 billion in money has been dumped into this metaverse. Mm -hmm. People do not like it for the most part. There are 32 active ecosystem invested users or economy-invested users. I keep switching those up, and they're not quite the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are 8,000 daily visitors to the site. That's still not a That's lot. That's so low for what this is supposed to be. That's like nothing. Yeah. Do you think that's because of a, a lack of just the average person having a vr headset i think that's a big part of it if vr were a little bit more accessible i think it would i think it would play over a little better but honestly it's one of the most accessible game systems because almost everyone in the world you know besides me has internet at this point right and like the oculus this is not sponsored at all just to be fair (laughs) but the oculus uh quest 2 is like Fully wireless, it goes everywhere. Oh yeah, it no. runs entirely on Wi-Fi, and it's like only three hundred dollars for yeah. this. It's cheaper than a PS Five. Yeah, like. it's not a matter of like that. It's a matter of people caring about VR. It's about it's a matter of people actually wanting to do that because people like us are like, fuck yeah, I want a VR. That would be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a giant step in technology. Like, it's so cool, especially video game technology to make that step. Like, it's a, such a cool transition to have, and it's amazing. Right, but, like, convincing a fuck ton of people of, like, not only that, but that it would be fun to own is hard to do. Not only that it would be fun to own... But then that once you get it, you can go into a totally virtual world that you can then buy property in and live an entire second life in. Right, right. Uh, it sounds like what they basically want is Ready Player One. And, yeah. Yeah, and th- that's that's cool. That's red. I, I appreciate what that is. I can see the value in what that could be, too. But... Mm-hmm trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't care about video games in the first place, which is way more people than we think about a lot of the time. Yeah, I suppose so. I especially think anybody who would be in the demographic of listening to this podcast (laughs) is probably in a bit of a gamer's circle. Yeah. And, like, if you go outside of that at all, uh, people who don't play games just don't care. They don't give a shit about VR. But there they are would, so many gamers out there that you would think the numbers would still be higher unless the metaverse really is just trash. Well, yeah, and there are a lot of people with VR, like a lot, because it is affordable and accessible. 
it's, it's not like it's usually like I I've been through Walmart looking you know just looking at consoles so you just window shopping yeah for but, sure but uh in out of the Xbox the Switch and the PS I've never seen a PS5 in our store actually but, yeah uh, out of the Playstations uh and yeah out of all the main consoles the Quest Two is the one that's in stock the most mm-hmm. it's the most accessible for most people like. And it's a fair price. It's, I think, probably about I, the same price as a Switch. Yeah, I think it went up. Oh, did it? I think it went up when the the that hardware thing happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I makes sense. I don't remember the details of that at all. I didn't look into it. I just heard a lot of things went up in price, and Switch was like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Staying steady. OLED's still 350 and I want that one, but... Window People shopping. I love the OLED, and I'm not sure why. But... A slightly bigger, nicer screen. <laughs> is and, that the... and white. Is that the only? I think the processing is a little better. It's 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 a Switch Plus. It's, yeah. It's okay. a, it's a what's what do they do? The PS4 Pro. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is for the Switch. Okay. And as somebody who's been playing a Switch since 2016, it's it'll be an upgrade mm-hmm. if I ever get it. Makes sense. Plus, I can finally just give the one my son has slobbered and gobbed up to him. Let that be his, and then I won't have to get my screen filthy and gross every time. I I literally have no idea how he does that. It's just every time I get it back, there's just stuff on it, even when he doesn't eat. I have literally no idea. Um... (laughs) hilarious absolutely hilarious um i think also falling under news i'm not sure if you were going to mention it in your media section or not but falling under news in my opinion is uh marvel putting the blade movie on hold oh yeah i actually forgot to put that in my notes so i forgot about it but yeah uh they lost their director they lost their director like a month or so back maybe two months i read the article right they lost the director like a month or two ago and they've been trying to find a new one, and they haven't been able to find a new one. And so Filming's now filming supposed to start like this week or next week, something like that. And now it's on hold. For now, they're maintaining that they're trying to get it out at like the same time that it's they the release date or whatever. But uh, it's it's looking kind of shaky if they can't find a director to start filming. Yeah, soon. Yeah, I'll direct it. <laughs> I'll do it. There's your pitch, Disney, Marvel. You, you Get know, all of us. You know what the pros are for me? Don't cost a lot. Yeah, yeah. Cheap. You can give us, like, what, 50 grand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd do it for 50 grand. We'd split it. Yeah, yeah. We'd split 50 grand. And I, I love the Blade movies, you know? I can... I, I, I know how to do stuff. I can... I'm just a huge fan of media, and I've watched commentary on literally everything I could get my hands on. I think we could direct a movie. I really think I could. Yeah. I, I I think you could absolutely too. I just like I like I've spent so much time just we would examining be like, movies. And we TV we would be shows. one of those like director duos really. We like just, the Russo brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just go in and fuck shit up. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. I I don't know if you can hear that, listeners. The cat is really trying to get in the door. Yeah. Like, real trying. 
super aggro about Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> gonna so, rip that door off its hinges. Demon cat. It's the nicest thing I've ever held in my arms, and it's acting like a demon right now. I don't understand. He wants to come in here and scream into the microphone. He knows what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna get my voice in this podcast one way or another. So... Yeah, the Blade movie is definitely put on hold, and it's going to be put on hold until they hear about a director. Hire Jack Black. Yeah. He's doing good right now. Um, <laughs> How far back do you think it's going to have to get pushed? I mean, it depends on when they can start filming, because it'll be like, I either hire a person to put in that spot as a figurehead to like follow out orders they've already put in place... Well, I don't or, think it was slated to come out till 2024. Well, still, or they're going to have to, like, talk with that director and, like, that, that you know, meeting time could extend out. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's various things to get in the way of this because people are litigious and uh, people disagree. Why don't they just get the Russo brothers to do it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe they're just done with Marvel for a little bit. I mean, that's fair. They did a big... Yeah, they, they did a lot. They made walked away with a lot of money off of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a fan of their community episodes. <laughs> maybe they're doing your community movie. Maybe oh, that's God, I would... Doing. Oh, that would be so good. If I hear a confirmation on that, I will cream. <laughs> In your pants. In my pants. You'll you'll shit, piss, and come. Yes. Maybe throw up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just for good measure. Yeah. Cover all my bases. <laughs> there will be liquid spewing from every orifice. <laughs> uh, take that, ears. <laughs> Oh, you got a story for us? I I have a story I heard last night. I ended up going out and playing some darts last night for a minute, and I heard a story from a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about there, there's a punching bag down there in the bar. One of the little hanging ones. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about, you know, hitting stuff, and uh, then... One of my friends started talking about how I one time accidentally broke a glass in her hand, or I accidentally like hit her hand and like it knocked the glass down and broke it. Uh. And I was like, "You did that exact same thing to me like the very next day." <laughs> and, and then he turned around and he's like, "You guys think that's bad?" And he proceeds to tell me this story, which it's short but hilarious. So he was <laughs> on a plane, and uh, they were you know mid mid flight. On a plane, and he had, start. he had taken a nap. Okay. And he woke up from his nap, and he just did the stretch. You know, like you reach up and like kind of rub your eyes a little bit, and then throw your arms out and just kind of stretch. Yeah. And just like I just hit that mic stand right there, he said he threw his arms out to the side and he fucking backhands a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he looks no. over wide eyed, and the baby starts crying. Of course. Oh my god. <laughs> And he's like, and I was all of like 17 years old. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be around when the parent realizes I just backhanded their kid. <laughs> so I got up and went to the bathroom. He's like, because you know what? I just backhanded a baby. <laughs> oh, no. On an airplane. There's no escaping <laughs> that. 
There's no running away. <laughs> that's that's awful. <laughs> but hilarious. Yeah, but funny. It's the only I I realized that it's the only time that it is like you're not gonna get like in major trouble for hitting a child. Just is that like something you've thought sleep. about in the past? No, it's not. But it's like, when I heard this story, it just kind of was like, <laughs> that's the only time, just like sleepily stretching, and you accidentally just, wham, just fucking... <laughs> that's the only time people are going to be like, well, clearly they didn't mean to hit the kid. You know? <laughs> like, it was just stretching. <laughs> that's wretched. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, one of uh, like <laughs> one of the funniest stories I'd ever heard. I had to share. <laughs> Backhand of <a> fucking baby. <laughs> that's yeah. That's really funny and <laughs> awful. Uh, all right, so let's 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 go on to some lighter things. Like... Yeah, that was pretty light. We laughed. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. We're gonna talk about Hawkeye first because okay. it's uh it's the oldest one. Yeah. Out of these that I watched. Uh I watched Hawkeye over the span of one night and one morning. I watched three episodes the night before and then Three sl- episodes the next morning. Yeah. Uh this was just my day off and I just didn't do anything else. I just sat on the couch. I hung out with my son for a little bit between watching Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, which I'm going to talk about after this. <laughs> but then I sat and watched all six episodes of Miss Marvel. <laughs> so that's like a solid nine hours of Marvel content in one day. Yeah, they're uh, hour-long episodes, right? Yeah, just about. Some of them are like 45. Some of them are yeah, they're, they're as long as they need to be, which yeah. is pretty nice. Almost nine hours worth of Marvel content in yeah. one day. Yeah. Over eight hours, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I wasn't really in a good headspace, but it it was a really good thing to watch while I was there. Um, Hawkeye is all set during Christmas. That seems strange. It's really nice because it's like Hawkeye is a really family oriented character, you know. Like all of his snap stuff is revolved still, around his family. Uh, Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, he either, yeah, he hears about, uh, either he hears about the Ronin suit up for sale or he hears about Ronin running around and he can't have that. Okay. Because. Yeah, because that's him. Yeah, that's him. And he did a lot of bad things as Ronin. Mm -hmm. A lot of bad people want his head. And so, uh, yeah, full spoilers, by the way, I don't, yeah. yeah. We said that earlier. Yeah. Um, but it. Turns out, like, uh, um, oh, fuck. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop is at the auction and steals the Ronin suit and takes off with it after somebody gets murdered. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so, well, and she's been a huge fan of Hawkeye forever. She doesn't know that Ronin and Hawkeye are the same person, but, like, she's been a huge fan of Hawkeye, like, has practiced archery her whole life. Does she good. know that the Ronin suit was owned by a bad person? I don't know if she actually knows what the Ronin suit is when she gets it. She was just... Oh, this is a cool suit. I want it. She heard the auctioneer describe it because it was at a rich guy auction. Okay. Yeah, because uh, she's got real rich parents. So she heard a verbal description of it and decided, I'm taking it. 
I think it was more of a get out of there kind of thing, disguised. Okay. Yeah. So she she hitmaned it. She agent forty seven. Just like new clothes. They don't know who I am. Kinda. <laughs> but like also everybody wants that suit, so it wasn't like inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a bad plan. Not yeah. gonna lie. I can't remember why she took the suit. Seems like. I, 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 I can't figure out a single reason she would take it that is for a good reason, other than she knew what it was and wanted to steal it, because that's the only reason that makes sense. All the other ones are super nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a comic book enterprise. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, one way or another, Jeremy Renner finds uh, Kate Bishop, who I cannot remember her actress's name, or I would have just said that. Um, but... Uh, they, yeah, they end up having to travel together because people see them together with the Ronin suit on one of them. Uh-huh. And so they're working together, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, and so they're in it together for the Christmas haul, and it's, like, the days leading up to Christmas. And, like, uh, so every day they're calling back to family and Hawkeye's having a teary moment with one of his kids, and it fucking gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a good little thing, and you uh, get a lot of, like, espionage from the wife, which you haven't really seen. Velma from Scooby-Doo. Okay. She's a good actress. Yeah. Um, and uh, she... She was also in Grandma's Boy. Yeah, she was. It's a great film as it well. Is. Um, but, uh, yeah, she does a lot of, like, little sneaky spy stuff, and we haven't seen a lot of that from her, and we're like, what? Cool. And then... Uh, Secret S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah, one of the things that uh, Hawkeye's trying to get back the whole time is they found a watch, and it's not there. Like, it's really nondescript about whose watch it is or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole time, it's uh, he gets it back to her at the last episode, and it's got a uh, shield hanging uh, on it. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, you called it in like the ten seconds of lead up. You, I know comic books <laughs> and TV. <laughs> But they got a, I can't remember the last name of the character, but she goes by Maya the whole time. But it's Echo from the comic books. Okay. And uh, she's deaf, so there's a lot of cool um, American Sign Language happening. Neat. Yeah. Is there subtitles? Because I can't read. Yeah. Myself. Yeah, there is. Okay. But it's, it's rad. Sometimes there's just less. Yeah. And like they just expect you to pick up on some of it. Like It's, it's really That's good. That's highly unfortunate for me. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, so there's a cool level of representation there because she's just a, a badass. Uh, yeah, like the, a son, daughter. I almost said son, uh, a daughter of a criminal. Like, uh, he was murdered. And they find out. She ends up finding out that uh, the boss man took her dad out mm -hmm. for whatever, and we end up finding out the boss man is Kingpin. Oh, wow. So, Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio is in this series, yeah. confirmed as yeah. Kingpin. Isn't and... this the one that he gets shot at the end of? Yes, He gets yes. shot in the head. And... Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, it pans up from the alleyway while she's got a gun on him, and then there are gunshots. But we don't see a body, so it's Marvel. It's Marvel. Uh, I've heard lots of speculation that Kingpin obviously will come back, but with an eye patch. Yeah, I think he's going to come back blind because I did that at one point in the comics. He got shot in the head and it just blinded him. That, that was the thing sense. that just happened. Um, also, a Kingpin's lot... a mutant, everyone, just so you know. Yeah, that's that's uh, 
potentially a thing. But uh, he does throw people around like it's nothing, and like he's full on kingpin in this. That's, my head canon is that he's a low level mutant. Yeah, I, I like that theory. But uh, yeah, in this, he oh shit, where was I going? Oh yeah, a lot of people are saying that he won't be coming in for Daredevil: Born Again, uh, which is the show he's got coming up. Mm-hmm. And. And I that's think, Charlie Cox coming back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Who was in Daredevil, or who was in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... Oh, yeah, I I think personally that Kingpin's going to be coming back in that series as part of the Born Again motif. That makes sense. Right? It, like, it seems right there. Yeah. It's, it's right in front it's of being everybody. It's handed out on a silver platter, basically. Yeah, they're like, Kingpin won't come back for the storyline because it's been played out. And it's just like, I would like to believe that, but I think they're going to try and do something interesting with the character on screen. Also, anytime of... Vincent D'Onofrio touches something, it's amazing. And so, yes, please bring him back. Yeah, please. <laughs> Bring him full on into the movies. That's, I want a Kingpin in my Marvel movies. Yeah, that'd be great. Get a Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that would be so good. Uh, I would get a love Daredevil see... in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but I, can you imagine Tom Holland going up against Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin? Like, that would be such a cool fight. It would be really good. I would love that so much. I want the fucking Tom Holland to meet Charlie Cox, like, more more <laughs> he met him the one time and we didn't see i'm your much. lawyer he you're free <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like i would love to see them have interactions in their suits because mm-hmm. i think they like especially with kind of the way that uh daredevil seems a little happier in this series he was yeah kind of brooding in the netflix one but he's i mean he was he had jokes and stuff he was <clears throat> lighthearted when he could be but he was lost a lot in that series people don't i don't know People are like, ah, oh, it was way too broody in the old ones, and, like, he's way too jokey now. It's just, like, <laughs> he just got to a better spot in his life, like. I would also like to see some, especially now that we're bringing Deadpool full to the MCU, some Spider-Man Deadpool yeah. shenanigans going on. Yeah. <laughs> you could do such a more lighthearted couple of things, like, if you did fun stuff like that. And stuff like that would be fun TV shows. Do a fucking ridiculous buddy cop show where Spider-Man and Deadpool team up and they, like, save New York City or something. Do six episodes about it. Like, that would be fun. basically Spider-Man stopping Deadpool from killing people. Yeah, like, but it would be so fun. That would be such a fun series to have. Yeah. Especially if you got Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds on screen together. Uh, that, That would... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I see that as a six-episode series that that's something I would really enjoy. Like, Buddy Cop, Spider-Man, Deadpool? Yeah, sign me up. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what was... Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Kingpin... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> ...was just... I, I feel like he's definitely going to come back for Born Again. Yeah. I feel like Daredevil's going to be born again into the MCU, and Kingpin's going to be literally born again in a way. Mm-hmm. Which and, hopefully and will also pull him full into the MCU. Yeah, and that'll be like sort of the climactic episode as they'll go up against each other, just be like, this won't be the last time we'll face each other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. He won't even be like the big bad for the series, he'll just come back for a big fight at the end. That's yeah. my that's my big swing for that one. Um 
Uh, there's one shot I want to call out. There's just one piece of camera work that just stuck with me the whole time I watched Hawkeye. It was, it was episode three or four. I can't remember. It was a car chase. And they uh, the window broke, and the camera followed the window break in. And then it was a long shot from inside the car, like just a, a long take. Mm-hmm. And it went on for a while, just them shooting and fighting back from inside the car. It was really cool. That's like, neat. It just it was really fun to watch and it was it felt like an interesting perspective I hadn't really seen before and it was really cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I really like that camera work. But uh, Miss Marvel, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel was really interesting because um, I don't I didn't know that much about the character, uh, but in this version of the character, she doesn't expand her actual arms. She gets energy powers mm-hmm. that make big arms around her like light crystals. Okay. She's got, like, light energy. How's the CG? It's not bad, but, like... Obviously, low, like, lower budget for a TV No, I, I wouldn't or... say that. It's just... it's just feels like Marvel energy a lot of the time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not... It's not that it looks bad. It looks neat. It's cool. Like I, I especially like when she gets real big hands. <laughs> it looks really neat. It looks fun. It's just, like... It it does have a cool texture to it. I will I will give it that. It's like a rocky, cool, like crystalline structure that looks neat. So it's it's not bad in any way. It just feels like somehow we've still seen it before. Yeah. Uh, it would be neat to get a less uh, glowing mystical power, I guess. I was afraid that she was gonna end up looking like like Reed Richards in the first Fantastic Four movie. No, no, like it was early 2000s one, like, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, it wasn't that at all, but um she's just a girl who's obsessed with the superheroes. Um she loves Miss Marvel the most and she like has like a little YouTube page and has very few subscribers, but like makes little animations of, you know, fan fiction superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's like a good artist and yeah, so that plays a part into a lot of like the visuals of the show, which were really cool. Um, there was a lot of like fantasy sequences, I guess. All right. Um, where the like the lighting would change and like, you know, it would clearly be just happening in her mind and mm-hmm. like it was it was just really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, uh, the the high school dynamic was high school. It was high school stuff and yeah. Again, I gotta just get past that if I want to watch some stuff, but I just don't like watching high schools. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about high school kids most of the time. What, I care man, about. Man, you didn't like, watch Degrassi? Come on. No, I did watch Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, which was good. I didn't watch that. I watched Degrassi. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. The one of the things I wanted to touch on with Miss Marvel was the parenting was really good like it was like it was spot on the dad was always (coughs) like trying to do the right thing every time even if he fucked up he was really trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. you know you know by his daughter not like what he thought was the right thing yeah it was real good and uh oh they are all muslim which is which is neat like it was just a cool little thing that's i do really enjoy that marvel has no problem with like diversifying and bringing in people from all these different cultures 
Yeah. Like, you really see it. It shines a lot in the series. Like, you've got Moon Knight. You've got Miss Marvel. Like, you've got people from spanning all over. Yeah. Uh, like... Even Falcon becoming Captain America still made people mad. And that's mm-hmm. just like, uh, I mean, go off, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, and her mom was just, like, overprotective. Uh, and we find out later on in the series that she was pretty rebellious herself at a young age. So it's like, kind of comes full circle to like, oh, you were just being overprotective because of what you had experienced, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they all find out her identity, like in the comics. Like they all figure out who she is before she tells them. <laughs> uh, I would hate that. I'd yeah. be mad. But like, <clears throat> she's still able to keep her secret identity. Like, apart from her family, which is really cool, in my opinion. I really like secret identities. I think it adds a neat dynamic to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, it's the classic thing of you, you have to. Like, Spider-Man is, one of the, again, one of the best examples of what bad things can happen when people learn your identity. Right, and, like, <coughs> I like it for, like, Iron Man's character because he's so rich, why would he care? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, for a lot of characters yeah just it feels it feels shitty that we've lost so much secret identities i really like them i think they're a fun aspect of a story and they're practical for a lot of reasons for a superhero like daredevil who maintains his and makes a big point of it i think some some superheroes that keep secret identities don't necessarily need to superman superman being one of them yeah also captain america yeah, I, he's a man out of his own time. Like, there's literally no reason for him to hide behind the mantle of Captain America. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He can walk around. He doesn't and be, in the MCU. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah, but in the comic books, not mm. so much. Yeah, the, just, the rest of the the Avengers call him Steve. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's some characters who really don't need it, like Iron Man or like a man out of time, which mm-hmm. is not needed. Uh, but there are characters that, yeah, have families and are like mm-hmm. the street level, the street level heroes yeah. need it. Ant Man and Spider Man, yeah, looking, even people like Falcon, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think not having also not having watched it, but uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really, really good. It really brought that to light too, with their whole like like Falcon's walking around. And he's like, I have no money. I what? Just because I'm an Avenger, do you think I like like have am rich or something? Like, yeah, there's nothing I'm, for I'm, me. I can't even get a loan at the bank. Like, I'm broke. I've been blipped. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. And, like, and that's another part that you have to think about. Like, yeah, just maybe a secret identity is a hindrance almost. Maybe if he had, you know, he could have had money. Yeah, he could license himself out mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, yeah, there's there's a level of, like, it could be good, but there's also a level of, you know, he's yeah. got a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I like secret identities. I like that she's able to keep hers for the most part. And... And still be safe in her home. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool and important. Um, and uh, the whole time she's trying to find her identity as well. There's a really cool like pairing shot kind of thing where at the beginning of the series she's uh, 
sneaking out to go to like a Comic Con style thing, but for Avengers. Yeah. And she's uh, entering in the Miss Marvel costume contest, and so she's like trying to fit the Miss Marvel thing that she made herself, and feeling like uncomfortable and like meh. And uh, towards the end of the series, when her mom's come around and like they all have learned who she is, she uh, makes her Miss Marvel costume for her. And uh, when she puts it on, she just stands real confidently in front of the mirror. And it's just like this really nice, you know, yeah, like arc Mm -hmm. expressed in a mirror. It's really nice. uh, yeah, the overall they they like they went to Pakistan at one point. And she went back in time in Pakistan <laughs> uh, to help her own family get back to her own family. All right. Was, yeah, it was it was one of those fun little time paradoxy things they don't really think about. They might have to retcon later. <laughs> but it was it was a really cool sequence. Yeah, it was fun <laughs> while it lasted. Yeah, it was it was a really cool sequence, and it could have been you know that they, they could have a way to explain it and. They probably do, but, like, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the the climax of the series, for me, was the very last bit where um, you find out that Kamala, who is, it's Kamala Khan, that's who Miss mm-hmm. Marvel is, uh, uh, can mean, oh, it can mean something, I mean, then in another language it can mean uh, wonder or marvel, and so he's like, you've always been our little Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she hadn't picked a name yet, she was trying to decide, and just sitting on the roof with her dad, and he just does that, and you're just like, oh, it's a good little scene. Yeah. And the post credit scene for the whole series was, uh, uh, she goes into her own closet for a second, and then just, like, disappears and uh miss marvel or captain marvel just pops up in her closet <laughs> and it walks out and like oh oh no oh no oh no 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 <laughs> and then that's all we get for that so all right got no idea what that's about cool but yeah uh i heard somebody else say because like she, kamala khan all around her room is just posters and uh fan art of captain marvel because she's such a huge fan and uh i heard somebody say on another thing that it would be just a split second where captain marvel wakes up out of that closet or comes out of that closet and just like <laughs> i've been kidnapped yeah <laughs> like i am clearly in a stalker's room <laughs> this is this is i mean how did they get me this is not good <laughs> she's so powerful <laughs> uh but yeah, overall, I thought it was a really cool series, and like once again, the visuals were really good. Like they awesome. have like text on screen, like so when somebody gets text on screen, it like pops up, but it's not like just on screen. It's like blended into the scenery yeah. kind of thing, and it looks really nice. It looks really like integrated, so it doesn't feel like it's just a subtitle. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, overall, it was a really fun series to watch, and, like, it was just, yeah. Yeah, it Very was cool. good. Yeah. Um, and now to the She-Hulk finale. Okay. This is the actual news, because we're literally we're recording this the day it came out. So, um, before I've read much online, I've tried to stay off of the internet for various reasons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, like... Specifically, so I didn't get my view of She-Hulk 
tainted. Tainted before I gave my honest review here. Uh, and that's just because I know this is going to be a divisive episode. <laughs> um, now, it starts out... Uh, because Jen freaked out in the last episode. She got mad, destroyed a bunch of TVs, because uh, the Intelligentsia, who would, like, 4chan and Anonymous combined, basically. Oh, good. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, released a sex tape of her and just, like, said how she was a big old slut and couldn't be trusted, basically. <laughs> Is this who you want defending you in court? I... Basically, I th- <laughs> they actually said something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know TV. <laughs> I don't have to watch TV. I know TV. <laughs> I know TV plot. <laughs> I know common trope. I follow common trope down the trope rope. Trope rope. Get me the trope rope, boy. <laughs> I need an easy plot line. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so it starts out with her in a cell, like we saw Emil Blonsky in a cell as Abomination. He was like confined and couldn't leave or anything, and like even if he did get big, it would he would just like shake things. He wasn't able to get out, mm-hmm. um, and she ends up making a deal where it's like, okay, we're not gonna press charges, but you can never be She-Hulk again. She's not allowed to transform. Well, they have inhibitors. So she has to wear an inhibitor, and she can't transform, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, see, it's really, it's messed up. And then uh, she decides to try and get away to Emil Blonsky's uh, retreat, where he's, you know, got all Mm -hmm. the meditation and stuff. Yeah. And uh, she goes up there, and uh, while she's doing that, her friends are, um, like, investigating intelligentsia, Mm -hmm. trying to, like, well, who's actually behind this? Because she can't... She obviously, when she was arrested, got fired from her job. Yeah. Um, and so they still work at the law firm and are trying to figure something out with this. And they end up, like, infiltrating them. Okay. Uh, and so the guy goes in and he's just really, really uncomfortable the whole time. It's really funny. He just, <laughs> you could tell you just would really rather punch these people than agree with them about hating women (laughs) it's really funny because one of the notes she gives him as she goes in is and always refer to women as females and he just does a big old cringe and i like yeah i just looked up and i was cringing at the same time it's like "Uh, (laughs) i hate those people and that's exactly the kind of you know yeah 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 they really harped on it this episode and that was really funny but uh the guy who released the sex tape was the one of the people she'd slept with, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's revealed that the creepy guy Todd, who was a guy she went on a date with, and it was really bad, and then like ended up being a client for her, mm-hmm. um, was head of intelligentsia and had not only paid Josh Josh to do that, but also to steal her blood. And so, making more Hulk people. Well, he just made himself a Hulk. Oh, right then and there. All right. And then like a big battle started to start where like Titania burst through the wall and, uh, and Jennifer Walters is just like, what, what is this? This is not how the finale's 
gonna go? Are we really just gonna do this? This is dumb. This is just a boring plot. And then Hulk smashes in and just like, no, uh, no, not the Hulk's not gonna come in and save me on my show. No. And then uh, there's this really fun like little cutaway gag where it's. Um, She's like, what? Is this going to stop you or something? And then, like, it goes to the Disney Plus Marvel menu <laughs> within the show. <laughs> She's just like, nope, nope, this isn't going to stop me. Let me just break this inhibitor real quick. And then she punches through one of the titles as She-Hulk and just like... And then goes to Avengers Assembled, which is the behind-the-scenes show. And just, like, goes on through there and, like, that'll work. And just... <laughs> Bunches her way through there, and then she walks just on the Marvel Studios set and just like demands to talk to the boss. <laughs> and they're all just referring to him as Kevin. <laughs> and, and they have got this like weird reference because they don't they don't like do anything that Kevin doesn't say, basically. <laughs> and uh so she ends up like, you know, talking her way or she hulking her way in. Yeah. Uh and a, she gets to Kevin, which is K-E-V-I-N, and it's uh, like an automated AI. Uh, it's just, uh, it looks a lot like the Wally captain yeah. that hung from the sky, just mm-hmm. without like a steering wheel on him. All right. And uh, it is just, uh, she just tore down the Marvel formula. <laughs> She's just like, this is the same thing every time. This is like, this is not how I want my show to go because it's dumb. Like you do, you've been doing the same thing, and like just lays out plot lines of every Marvel movie, and just yeah, just lays out the Marvel formula and explains why it doesn't have to be like that for her show because she doesn't want it to be like that. It's the same every time, and it's it's really interesting. It was a really fun way to go with it, in my opinion. I I thought it was. <coughs> a cool way to do it uh and it, she ends up changing the fight scene that's happening <laughs> and uh and instead of hulking being uh hulk he's just a guy because the enemy should be a person not the powers yeah that's kind of the she said that explicitly, actually. That's not kind of the sentiment. That was the idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Emil Blonsky turned back from... Oh, yeah, Emil Blonsky was giving motivational speeches to whoever paid him as Abomination. <laughs> which was breaking his parole. <laughs> so she just wanted him to take accountability, which ended up, you know, anything she asked for ended up happening. Okay. Basically. And uh, so they just had, like, a nice, like arresting scene and like I got Todd taken to court and like went home to the family and Daredevil showed up to help but he was too late so he went to family dinner with them (laughs) yeah yeah oh man it was it's kind of funny it was real good oh one of the things that they were doing in the while she was talking to Kevin was uh he's he was saying things like, but I was going to reveal, save it for the movie. I was going to show him, nope, not in my <laughs> show. And so it was just like, no reveals, no nothing. And then like at the very end of the little family dinner scene, just Hulk comes in. Just like, hey, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing in space. Uh, but first, let me introduce you to my son. 
Scar. <laughs> We're getting Scar. Damn. He is introduced for Rizzles at the end. Scar. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he's been on Sakaar and he brought Scar back. This could start so many things. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. That's that's big. Also, in credit scene, uh, Wong uh, let Emil Blonsky out of prison. Wong is so inept at his job. Well, he just, they let him, like, he's, they've had a relationship, like, they, uh, uh, he brought him to the underground fighting ring to test his own strength, and he had to break him out of prison to do that, so he had to go to court to defend Blonsky on that. <laughs> that was an earlier episode. Well, uh, no, I just mean, I, I feel like just Wong is inept. He's not a good Sorcerer Supreme. I had that argument after I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. That movie could have been entirely avoided if Wong had fucking done his job. <laughs> yeah, you should have stuck around and told him no. Like, I, I have no words. Wong is, like, the worst Sorcerer Supreme ever. Uh, uh, if you watch the first couple episodes of She-Hulk where he's in it uh, for a bit... Um, <laughs> is watching a lot of television. <laughs> Not doing his job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Every other Sorcerer Supreme is, like, constantly meditating and talking about how they are the one thing keeping the balance between good and evil from rearing its ugly head and he's destroying constantly everything. constantly training. That's why he kidnapped, well, released Abomination, broke him out of prison. He put him back in prison. He was just training. But he doesn't, he runs away. He shirks responsibility at every turn. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I think he's going to prove his worth. I don't know. Uh, Wong kind of useless. But, yeah, so, uh, Emil Blonsky's at the... Tomarkaj? Something like that? Okay. I'm real close. Yeah. It's not that, but I'm close. It's, it, you're, you're about there. I don't remember. Comartaj. That's oh, what it is. There you go. I just had letters switched up. <laughs> uh, with, you know, Wong and anybody who meditates there. Yeah. 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 Instead of in prison. So that's going to be a thing later. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And, yeah. Uh, Scar and Hulk. Yeah. Hulk and Scar. Interesting. That's that's big. Yeah. Lots of things can happen from from all of that. Uh, yeah. My main takeaway from the big fourth wall break of this season finale was that I'm really hoping that that means Marvel's going to change things up. Do you like, think that means we'll get the Planet Hulk movie? I like, think we're going to get something out of that. We're going to get either like World War Hulk or Planet Hulk. Like We're either going to get the story of what Hulk was doing on Sakaar. Yeah. Like, do you think they'll do it as a movie or as a series? I. It depends on if they can do a movie again. Yeah. They might have to do it as a series. Yeah, but if they do it as a series, it'll be cool. Because if they're gonna yeah. use, if they're gonna use full on Hulk for the whole series, yeah, it's then you get Mark a, Ruffalo for a full series. It's Hulk. gonna be big. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a big budget thing. Yeah. So, um, it would be interesting to see how Scar 
I guess it would have been happened. He would have happened when he was at Sakaar the first time. Mm-hmm. But like he didn't fall in love. There was no Avengers Illuminati bombing him. Like mm-hmm. there's no. So there's there's a lot of plot lines that we've already kind of brushed over with that. Yeah. So he he wasn't sent away. He was. No, he was called there. Yeah, by and he just rode a Sakarian ship in comfort. Like. Yeah. So there's. Something was going on. Something happened, yeah. And it maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a Scar series where we get the story of like how he found his dad yeah. and like decided that he was gonna get to him or whatever or something like that. Maybe that was the ship. Maybe it was like an emissary coming to get the Hulk to go meet his son or whatever. Well, right, but like you know, Scar's journey to that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you don't get it from the Hulk's per point of view. You get it from Scar's. Yeah, and then they'll like have to battle off the planet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he would he would still be part of the series, but he wouldn't be the main character of the series. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for what that brings, and I'm really excited if that means if this whole Marvel calling out their own formula that we've been seeing that people have been calling out for since like iron man 2 yeah <laughs> they're like no it's a good formula yeah, and it has been it's made them a lot of money it's yeah it's it's done decently be, it's mostly because of the, the acting involved mm-hmm. for a lot of it because like but now they've just, lost a lot of those big actors they had yeah and if you just rely on those same plot points even after a certain point of time with the most charisma in the world a joke's gonna get stale uh, a, a blow just isn't gonna land as hard the fiftieth time. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's just not as impactful. So like, I'm really hoping that with them calling themselves out so hard like this, that means that the movies at least, hopefully upcoming, but in the next phase at the very least will be different. Yeah, will be a. Uh, change of pace in in a good way you know like i still want a superhero movie i still want a marvel movie but like you know change it up a little yeah for sure yeah that's a mega sensu yeah so i i would like to see something like planet hulk or like i really hope they do something like house of m that would be cool Mm -hmm. i would love to watch that it's just fucking nuts though well, because it's also because there's so many different things going on in the background of Marvel right now. Deadpool three is bringing more mutants back and like um, like introducing mutants full into the MCU, pretty much. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was a big reveal at the end of Miss Marvel. Was that um, he was like, I did some reexam or his her friend Bruno, who's. We kind don't of, talk about Bruno. I don't get that reference. Uh, I didn't watch the movie either. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, her friend Bruno's, like, a science whiz who's going to Caltech, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Super smart person. Like, yeah, studied her, like, energy okay. and where it was coming from because it was coming from inside of her. She found, she got a bangle. Yeah, like a bracelet thing. Yeah, uh, from not her, a tiger. <laughs> yeah, from her grandma, and uh, like that 
unlocked her powers, but her powers were coming from inside her. They were latent powers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so he was, uh, at the very end of the series, he was doing some further analysis or whatever, and he was like, I think there's something different in your genetics. Like, the, a uh, mutation. Oh, and no, you said the word! Said the word mutation, yeah. So, Miss Marvel is a mutant in, in this series. Cool, cool. And no so, cosmic powers, that's neat. Well, it might be semi-cosmic, because she's definitely descended from uh, other, uh, a different realm. Okay. Yeah, her her uh, relatives are from a different realm, and her grandmother or great-grandmother was from that realm as well. Realm, that just sounds to me like they got sucked off from an alternate universe into the one they're in now. A little bit. A little bit, but there's they use realm and universe differently, hmm. as well as they use dimension and universe differently. See, no, now you're fucking up. <laughs> Quit fucking up. <laughs> Get your nomenclature right. No, they're all they're all vaguely different. At least it seems, and definitely realms are different from universes because they are, exist at the same time. On okay. on just a different plane. I was gonna say next you're gonna tell me that planes are different from realms, are different from universes, or different from dimensions. <sighs> well, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's ridiculous. Y- yeah, that's all ridiculous. What what you said is technically accurate. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks because then it becomes that makes <laughs> things too convoluted for like the average person to follow. And I don't I, like. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being a dick. Maybe I think the average person's a fucking idiot. But <laughs> no, so I I don't think you're wrong that it would be too complicated for an average person to follow because most people aren't paying that much attention yeah they're not super invested and if you're only casually watching it as a series eventually you're gonna be like well that don't make no fucking sense right but they are introducing these things pretty slowly so anybody who's digesting like all of the content that comes out will definitely have like some semblance of what this is but also uh the way they're presenting these movies if you're not going for that you're still going to have a good time watching a good story. There's still a beginning, middle, and end, and you feel like there's a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least But if you're story. looking for the secret hidden lore and Easter eggs, it's there's also... There's so a- much! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a deep one. That's a, that's a deep hole. <laughs> yeah. Just go watch Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah. YouTube channel plug. I just might. Yeah. He's real good. Um, do we want to do a hypothetically? We're a little over an hour right now. I mean, if you have one. Uh. We've been doing a lot of newsy stuff. Yeah, uh. If you could pick a director out of any time, who would you pick to direct Blade right now? Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) Easy pick. That's a weird choice. I, it would be a kick-ass, interesting movie. <laughs> you want? I want to see Kubrick go make a movie about a, va- a half-vampire that kills vampires that's also part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I want that. That would be... Or Guy Ritchie. That would be another pick of mine. All right. 
Alright. Uh, Guillermo del... Oh, Guillermo del Toro. There we go. I could not... I I always trip up on his name. What if What if we went with like the more horror, bloody kind of thing? We go Eli Roth. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that. That'd be really cool if we could get like a, like a legit horror director in yeah. the Marvel cinematic universe because mm-hmm. like werewolf by night i don't think i mentioned this when i talked about it but did i have to talk about no, it no you didn't at all oh my god werewolf by night is so fucking good okay. i also watched that well we might not have time for that that yeah. lore dump right now no probably not but it was directed by uh michael uh g he's a really good composer but he's a composer and he did like uh a few star wars movies and like like did the music for this movie that for werewolf by night and like i think he would do a good job all right uh, werewolf by night was really fun i don't know why they didn't just pick him up when they didn't have a director for this because he's right there he's within their wheelhouse like they're already paying him mm-hmm. he did a really good and job you did good on that can work on this for us yeah well uh, right now it has the highest audience score on disney plus wow yeah so it would it just makes sense to me that they would just go, Hey, horror related thing you just did is doing really well on our streaming service, very obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe you come do this thing. And who knows, they might. Maybe Giacchino? Maybe it's just postponed. Maybe they're like they are. I just, I have to assume that they are in talks with people already. I I don't think they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, being like, "Well, a director will find us." You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably could, but also, I don't see why he wouldn't just snatch him up. Mm-hmm. He's he's a a composer, which is rad. Unless they're trying to pull some weird like warner bros discovery shit on us and just start like postponing things and pushing them out but marvel's never done that they've always been very punctual with their movies they've always been they usually have they they've had a couple of pushbacks that were you know unavoidable pushbacks though that were due to like the pandemic and shit not anything like what's happened with the flash and well no and (laughs) what Well, we did a whole episode about that. <laughs> um, but, no, like, they, they, and when they have pushbacks, it's usually, like, a week or maybe, like, a month. Yeah. Like, and it's usually due to, the, like, last-minute reshoots or something like that. So Yeah. Like, they do have pushbacks from time to time, but it's never huge. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking that this might be one of those that might be a little bit bigger. Yeah. Just because of... Yeah, no one, no one announced director, but uh, yeah, it just makes sense to me that they just grab him. Mm-hmm. Giacchino, Giacchino, Michael, Michael, Michael the composer, <laughs> and just snatch him up for that because he did an awesome job with Werewolf by Night, and maybe they are thinking he'll do too old school. I think he'd do a really good job. I think the both of the directors I picked would be like weird like thought pieces about blade and not really blade movies (laughs) yeah i know del toro would definitely be like it would be more of an aesthetic movie watching it as opposed to a marvel hero movie and like i mean it does have to be more of a horror style movie for blade and i think Eli can do horror i think eli roth would do honestly would do a good job i think he's got the 
sense of self, and mm-hmm. sense of where he's at to know what to put in the movie and what he would like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. I, he's a really good director, and I think he knows what he's working with. Mm-hmm. If he got that offer and took it, he would do a good job. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think out of all of them, I think Eli Roth would probably be the best suited for the job. Yeah. Giacchino's right there. Yeah. It, I also, I haven't seen Werewolf by Night, but I will go on your your praise of the, the work he did and say that he probably would be good for it as well. It but I, having seen a lot of Eli Roth movies, he would be good at it. He, yeah. would, he would do well. He would, he would be really good. Uh yeah, I think that's I think that's true, Neutral. I think that's about it this week. Uh, Man Thing was awesome. I'll probably talk about that next week a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, get a hold of us on... Uh, oh, oh, rate and review the podcast. Please. We, we don't say that enough, but... Please! If you give us a five-star rating, no matter what your review says, I will read it out. Read it out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you just want to get some stuff read out, you know, you can always send us an email... Yeah. At uh, trueneutralpod at gmail.com. And we will read those out we'll if there's anything but spam stuff. in those folders. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have a Twitter if you want to get a hold of me on the Twitter. I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Yeah, and uh, we we also have a Twitter of the podcast at True Neutral Pod. Yes, indeed. And uh, True Neutral Podcast on Facebook, and you can search for us on YouTube as well. True Neutral Studios on YouTube. Yeah, and. Uh, our band, disappointing at best. A very disappointing band doing disappointing things. We're on the Facebook and the YouTube. Yes, and uh, uh that's a uh, that, 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 that's all, folks. That's about it. True neutral out. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>